I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Alex McLaren. I'm an actor and I've worked as a communications coach since 2002. Now so much business is being conducted remotely, the ways in which we talk, present, build relationships and connect is changing. In this podcast, I want to explore all those issues and prove to you that no matter who you are, you can talk to anyone. Hello and welcome to You Can Talk to Anyone, the podcast where we open the bonnet on our communications engine. I'm Alex McLaren. And I'm Tom Zielinski. Uh, and this week, um, I am inspired by some work I've been doing with clients. Um, and I wanted to talk about, well, it's really what we talk about and whether we have a right to talk about it. I want to talk about privacy and confidentiality. There is a sort of understanding, isn't there, with people like us that it's sort of uh, therapy rules. You know, what happens inside these sessions doesn't leave it. Yes, absolutely it does. But even that comes with some difficulties because if you wanted to make many years experience as a therapist available to other therapists, for example, you'd have to talk about stuff. And so in order to do that, you need to find a a safe and ethical way (laughs) of sharing those stories with other people. And typically what one would do would would you change the names to protect the innocent and you'd find ways of anonymizing Uh, the stories that you're telling in a way that ideally would mean that the individual from whom you learned that stuff was unidentifiable. Even that can be a little bit anxiety inducing, I think. Yeah. Um, But I'm just thinking about kind of what it's all really about. I mean, because because when we're, I mean, even it's not a therapeutic relationship, but we're in particularly with clients, I'd say, but still, they are reasonably anxious about sharing their problems effectively, with somebody from outside their organisation, and then that becoming a story that escapes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's been a, it, I've got a long history with this, really. I mean, I, I think back to my, um, when I was first embarking on professional life, I guess, I had a friend of mine who, um, this is interesting, I wonder if I can even tell this story, Tom, even if <laughs> I had not <laughs> Okay, I have. You can swear our listeners to silence. Okay, okay, right, don't tell anybody. Um, as, uh, so, f- as Deborah said once, uh, a secret is merely something you tell one person at a time. <laughs> True. Um, okay, so here's. Uh, so let me see if I can say this in a way which kind of reflects the way this might be told to me by somebody else. Um, if you want to become a professional security services member. You need to be security vetted. Yeah. Um, and uh, so what they do is they would send out another member of the security services to talk 
to people that know you. Um, and they will ask you questions. And I was on the receiving end of one of those uh, uh, those engagements in written form. Um, and so one of the... Th- so you know what's going on. This isn't being... It's not like you suddenly strike up a particularly <laughs> chirpy conversation with uh, somebody no. sitting on the next table at a cafe. Yeah. You're told this is going to happen. You're told what's, what, what it's about. Well, so this is really interesting. You are having to pin this down for the listeners because, because I'm anxious about what I can and can't say. It means that I am not talking very clearly. <laughs> Do you hear what I, it's kind of? I'm trying to work out what, what I can't say. So I, I, so I suppose if I was to be a bit more specific without giving anything away, somebody I knew was joining um, uh, a government department, uh, and uh, as part of their application process, I received a missive from that department saying we'd like you to answer these questions, and I, I then filled in a questionnaire. The question presumably is: uh, Is so and so a rotter? <laughs> is he a, what, or a wrongan? Uh, what is this? Is, he or she? Is he, is he or she a bounder? And yet, again, you know, I mean, <laughs> yes. in order to kind of to reduce the identifiable nature of the uh, of the individual concerned, I'm, I'm trying to make this as uh, as generally uh, as general as possible by not even sharing that this person's gender with you. Uh, no, but in my yeah. in my imagined sort of nineteen thirties version, obviously it would all be chaps. Of course, yeah. yeah. Where, where it, one chap yeah. asking another chap yeah. whether a third chap is a wrong. That's right. So let, imagine I show up at Lion's Corner House in my Homburg. No, uh, basically, <laughs> I, I sit down and jot this in. Uh, I had another friend of mine who did have a face to face interview um, with uh, on behalf of this third party, um, and uh, but I was just doing it in written form. But again, one of the things which uh, I was bringing up was, I guess, the ability of this person. It seemed relevant to feel trustworthy, and as obviously friends, friends do feel trustworthy. You know, if I disclose a, a kind of an embarrassing vulnerability to you, Tom, you're not going to uh, tell the listeners on this podcast, or rather, <laughs> well, you might, Tom, because it was a good story. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but but there is that sense among people that we trust, people that we talk to, is that they will listen to us and not then go away and say, guess what, and uh, and tell tell crowds of people. And I, we think of that as a kind of as a very just a generally positive quality, but then it can make people feel boring if they hmm. then don't have uh, you know, things that they know which are really interesting. If they involve somebody else, they then can't share that. And I think that's one of the really serious problems for people at work, because there are things that uh, you know about your own organisation which might be commercially sensitive or there might be um if you're a consultant of some kind things that you've literally you've signed a confidentiality paper there are some of i mean there <laughs> there, there are clients i know and i can say this there are clients whose confidentiality ndas i have signed which are so secret that i cannot reveal that i have signed an nda with that client <laughs> 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 uh, or even that the NDA exists. Um, and, and in fact, at one end of the scale, that can cause very, very serious problems. I'm thinking, for example, in the era of Me Too, um, that uh, the NDAs in the film business have started to look extremely fragile. Um, likewise, NDAs in, the, in, in finance, um, that, that, that actually that there is, there's a sense in which that level of privacy actually ends up being a source of uh, of bad press for the organisation, uh, because actually we, as, as well as wanting to trust people to keep secrets, we also want 
the people we engage with to be open. <laughs> and that's the yeah. same for organizations, I'd say. That feels like a, a positive quality, even though a corporation is not a person. In theory, once you have this agreement hmm. that what is said in this room goes no further, what you should have is within that room a greater degree of openness. Hmm. You're right. It's when that conversation needs to escape from those walls. So, for example, hmm. sometimes what will happen is we're running a session with a bunch of people and they're being incredibly open and honest and vulnerable and telling us about their fears and anxieties and we're coaching them and trying to suggest some strategies which might be going to work. Everyone has a wonderful time, goes away with some new things to try. And then the person who booked us says, Tom, Alex, <laughs> how did you get on? <laughs> we're now expected to report back. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, in fact, you, usually when those questions are asked, I'm thinking... Um, so if you are work, someone who habitually works with me and Tom, this is what happens when you make that call. And I know that you, I, I say this to you, actually, so I know you understand it. Um, I, I'm simply checking in with you that you guys, your people are normal and that there's nothing terribly awful going on. Um, and uh, I, I know that there are... Uh, in therapeutic circumstances, there are almost like legal things that uh, somebody in a position of responsibility has to then go and disclose. So, for example, and I suppose I should <laughs> reassure you all that if I hear that somebody's committed a murder, <laughs> I won't keep that. I won't keep stum on that in order to look after people's confidentiality. Um, but I also think that the that one of the things I say is that it needs to be a safe space for people to be honest about their vulnerabilities, and so in a way that my client isn't necessarily uh, squadcast.com, for example, the organization that produced this podcasting platform that Tom and I are using. My client is Jane and Terry, the two people in the room who uh, Squadcast have, uh, have sent to work with us. And that's because in order to make progress with all of this stuff, we need to be honest about the, uh, the, the confidence challenges that, that people face. It's funny. The, the, there is a, also a, a, there can in that conversation be a weird kind of power dynamic. I recently watched for the first time ever Top Gun, Tom, which I know that you did yeah. on another podcast recently. And one of the right, yes. one of the lines in that, it's somebody's talking to somebody about some piece of military technology, and one of the, I think it's Tom Cruise says, "If I told you, I'd have to kill you," <laughs> and which may even be the origin of that phrase, which kind of is in general circulation as a joke. Um, and so there is sometimes, I think, the, the, the way in which people use privacy almost as a, a sort of as a, as a means of claiming uh, sort of access to secret knowledge as a sort of power gambit and in interaction. And that's interesting as well, um, particularly among people who are supposed to trust each other. I, uh, I've been uh, in Shakespeare. There are two conversations between husbands and wives Um in Julius Caesar, um, Portia comes in and has a go at Brutus for not telling her what's going on <laughs> because obviously he's involved in an extremely dangerous political conspiracy and he doesn't want to tell her. Um, and the same thing happens. It's exactly the same situation, actually, in uh, in Henry IV. Lady Percy has this fantastic argument with her husband, Hotspur, because he's involved in uh, in, in a rebellion and, uh, and she says, why don't you trust me? Um, and that's quite interesting that there are people that, to whom the, the rules of secrets don't apply. There are pillow talk 
um, it means yeah. that the you know anything I tell you, Deborah should is has access to, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know we 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 trust each other to 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 know where those lines are. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And of course, it's one way of establishing trust mm. to say, I, I wouldn't tell this to everybody. Uh, yeah. This is not widely known. Yeah. But I can trust you with this information, so here it is. Uh, yes. Uh, it's funny. As, as I think that that's uh, – and certainly you need to kind of preface it. You need to kind of almost like you, – you need to almost make explicit deals with people that the, the conversation has led you into an important enough area to, 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 to dance with this, this, this sort of this no man's land in a way. But I think there are also circumstances in which that can be – so this is – does this ever happen to you? that someone um, that you don't know particularly well is gossiping so openly about a third party that it kind of it tells you something about their, <laughs> that you might be material for a conversation yes. with others. So in disclosing things to other people, we kind of we open up a sort of a, a, almost like a, a back and forth. It makes it safe for them to speak to us. Um, but we're almost making a mutual tacit deal that it won't then just become stuff that they go on and tell to other people with the possible exceptions of their life partners. Well, there's a difference, I think, isn't there, between someone who is idly chattering away and tossing out for general social amusement all sorts of personal information about people that the person being spoken to may or may not know, mm. and someone who says with much more gravitas and solemnity, it's important that you should know this. And I think that, that to me, would make a big difference um, in terms of how much I trust this person. Does this person pass on other people's secrets gaily and insouciantly yeah. uh, without, without regard? Or do they impress upon me how secret and confidential this information is and how carefully, therefore, I must guard it. Yes. And I would be much more willing to tell my secrets mm. to the second person than the first person. Yes, and I think it also it ties up with my old theme about uh, what's your motivation being the most important question in the universe, <laughs> both in life as in, uh, as in show business. That, um, that if I feel the reason you're sharing a confidence with me is an important one rather than a trivial one, then that gives you a little bit more latitude for, um, for, for pinning things down. It also... It, uh, I guess it establishes a sort of uh, a just cause for breaking the general <laughs> rules of not washing other people's dirty linen in public. Yeah. 
And for example, I, I have a wonderful story, which if gently pushed, I will tell uh, about an agent. And <laughs> in this story, this agent comes off very badly. <laughs> there are two occasions which I'll tell this story. One is just sort of generally to amuse mm. because we're swapping horror stories about agents or we're talking about the you know, comedy and entertainment world in mm. general. And if that's the case, I will tell the story and be scrupulous about not naming the agent in question yes, uh, or providing any identifying information at all. However, there's another occasion at which I will tell that story, and that is if that agent's name is mentioned by someone else. <laughs> in which case I will say, well, here's something you possibly should know. I don't know if it's true, but it does sound true, and here it is. Yeah. And that's, it's fun. Would you like to hear the story? I very much would like to hear the story. Um, if, if it's possible to tell it, Tom, on a podcast uh, without feeling I that you're breaking think it is. all sorts of rules. Yeah, I, I will be scrupulous about not naming the agent. I'd like to point out to our listeners is that by having this preambular conversation with Tom, um, he has bought himself the right to tell the story. <laughs> he clearly cares so much name. about it. You, you give me a name and I will use that name to refer to this agent. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby, all right. So uh, Bobby had a reputation for hanging around comedy clubs and just signing up usually young male comedians fairly kind of enthusiastically without a lot of regard for quality control but just on the hope that if enough of them were signed to the agency, that one or two of them might make it big and that would make it worthwhile. And very often after a year or two, if these young comedians weren't breaking through, they would just get an email saying, I'm sorry, we can't represent you any longer. So Bobby is at a comedy club doing the thing that Bobby does. And a comedian who's had quite a good night comes off the stage and Bobby comes up to him and says, I really enjoyed your show. I'm Bobby. I'm an agent. Uh, do you have representation at the moment? And the comedian looks at Bobby and says, yes, actually, Bobby, I do. It's you. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah. I, I hope it's not, an, uh, I, I genuinely hope that I haven't accidentally given you a name, which is actually <laughs> this agent's name. Because if your agent's, if you're in the comedy business, your agent's name is Bobby, <laughs> everyone will be nodding and go, yeah, that's definitely him. I'm <laughs> but this is the yes, power of stories, exactly. isn't it? This yeah. is the power that they have. And it's why gossip is so delicious. And generally speaking, especially when it comes to kind of relationship stuff, I'm the ideal person to tell gossip to because I don't care, I don't remember. Uh, yes. So the person who needs to unburden them cells of the information can do so, secure the knowledge that I won't be the one who's printed any further. Yeah. But a story like that is too good not to pass on. Like I said, it may not be true. It may not be true at all, but people who know Bobby will be going, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. It's not such a killer story. It's not, it's not kind of like everybody quits with Bobby's story. It's kind of, and in fact, yeah. you know, were I Bobby? That's the kind of story that I would be telling myself at dinner parties <laughs> because it's it's something that everybody dreads happening to them and they would really <laughs> enjoy it if I told it against myself. Yeah. No, the other thing that's curious is that when you when we sort of and I've noticed this particularly when working with people or business is that when you do go hang on right okay I've worked out a way of telling this story without breaking all the the rules of privacy is that people anonymize stuff and they put in alternative names they make a kind of a gray twitter avatar egg out of our <laughs> central character. Um and if you do that 
um, it's it's amazing. It doesn't necessarily um, make it less um, uh, kind of. It, it doesn't make it safer because sometimes it can just make your listeners go, "Oh my god, I really need to know who is the <laughs> real firm, who is the real person that you slot into that." Or worse, they start thinking, "Oh, I think it's this person." They can speculate, and uh, and I think that's one reason why uh, you see. I'm like, I mean, I'm thinking of a recent example is uh, in Parliament um, uh, this week. Um, this is sort of late May. Um, there has been an unnamed MP who has been, I think, is it cautioned, Tom, or actually arrested for um, some kind of crime. And, of course, the, the, the political Twitterverse then goes crazy trying to kind of to, to, to fill in the name. Um, yeah, only 650 of the blighters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. It's a relatively small pool of people to start investigating. Indeed, and currently quite a high level of criminality among them, at least in, <laughs> yes. in terms of my life. Yeah, um, I think I suppose I, I'm curious because uh, there is a very good reason. There are, I mean, genuinely a good reason for not uh, gossiping and not telling stories uh, out of school, um, which is to to prove that you're trustworthy and in order to enable other people to be honest uh, without feeling that you're going to exploit what happens to them. And then the the downside of that is that it means that people can become like a clam or worse feel boring because they're so used to speaking in generalities or in abstracts rather than telling specific stories um, that they don't really understand that their experiences are riveting to other people and that their own stories uh, are well worth sharing and I think I think thinking about that and trying to uh, and and, and practicing ways of doing it safely is a sure way of building your own confidence when you're thinking about your engagements, particularly with new people uh, and making new connections with people. Uh, give yourself permission to tell stories and find ways of telling them safely um, uh, and in order for uh, other people to, to join in that interaction with you. Because trust me, my own experiences are just my experiences. I am much more interested in everybody else's, and that is true of them as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, uh, Tom and I do all kinds of very confidential work with uh, clients, so please do get in touch with us if you want to work with us on any kind of face-to-face -face communication. I'm at alex at the-spontaneity-shop.com. And I'm Tom at the hyphen spontaneity hyphen shop.com or at Tom Selinsky on Twitter. Please do get in touch with us if the things you'd like us to cover on this podcast. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Cheerio. You have been listening to You Can Talk to Anyone with Alex McLaren and Tom Selinsky. The producer for the Spontaneity Shop was Tom Selinsky. You Can Talk to Anyone is distributed exclusively by Acast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.